Can you feel it, folks? That's right. It is opening weekend for the USL. It is exciting times right now in this part of the world. We have a mega-packed episode with great guests and analysis of this game we all love. We have one of the fan favorites from the YouTube Colorado Springs Switchbacks broadcasting team, Roland Vargas. He will be on to give his take on the Switchbacks, who will be traveling to T-Town this Saturday for the opening weekend against the Tulsa Roughnecks. I have the leader of the Roughneck supporter group, Law Union 918, Mario Solar. He will be on to review the Roughnecks match in St. Louis, where he was on hand to watch, and to give his picks on the USL's opening weekend matches. But first, we're going to start with the MLS and CONCACAF Champions League. Both were in action this week. Which two regional teams had their brackets busted this weekend? We'll talk about it and also give an update on some NPSL news and Tulsa athletic news. But right now, it's time to get inside a sturdy structure, away from all the windows, get the pillows, the blankets, because it is time for another episode of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. Okay, folks, today's episode is sponsored by the Beer Garden Wine and Spirits in Jinx, Oklahoma, your craft beer destination with over 550 different beers in stock. Named Best Beer Store in Oklahoma by mensjournal.com in 2016. And you can also follow Beer Garden on the Untapped app and be the first to know when they add new beers. Beer Garden also also carries a full selection of wine and spirits to cover all your beverage needs. That's Beer Garden and Jinx right off Main Street next to Louie's. For you folks coming in from Colorado Springs, that's where you stop to get your stuff right there. For all your pregame needs, Go by, tell them you heard it on the podcast. All right, great weekend of action. We had the CONCACAF Champions League as well as some MLS games. A whole full slate on Saturday, it looks like. Uh, but right now, we'll, we'll, we'll back up, talk about the CONCACAF Champions League. We had Dallas and Vancouver from the MLS in action. And uh, one team fared a little bit better than the other, but that was to be expected since, uh, well, Dallas was hosting Pachuca and Vancouver was on the road at Tigres and well it, it happened about the way I expected it uh, you know we had a really tough team uh, on hosting uh, Vancouver and oh by the way a few folks that you don't have to have uh, Univision uh, to watch these matches if you have Facebook you can watch them live in English pretty cool and we'll, we'll talk about Facebook and, and the introduction to Facebook Live this weekend in the MLS. But before we get into that, we'll, we'll talk about these two matches. So Tigres uh, finished with a 2-0 victory over the Whitecaps. And one of the goals that uh, the Tigres had was an own goal by Vancouver, which you, you don't need to help them out. It was just in some of those plays the defender was sliding back to get in position and ball was played over across and it hit the defender and knocks it in it happens it happens to the best of us and then Tigres uh, had another goal there towards the end of the match so that was a 2-0 victory for Tigres uh you know Vancouver will get the next match at home you know uh, it could be uh it's it's not insurmountable to to come back from 2-0 down 
I would have liked to have seen the Whitecaps get an away goal because, you know, if you if you win the match 2-0, you have that away goal, uh, that'll get you across to the finals. But it wasn't a 4-0 victory. It wasn't 5-0 or anything where you're like, okay, there's no way we can get that. It's doable. You're at home. You're playing in front of your fans. So anything can happen in these matches, and and oftentimes it does. Uh, there's some kind of, you know, ask a – Ask Montreal two years ago when they had a deficit against uh, Pachuca and came back and made up the difference at home. So it, it can happen. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. I, I believe those matches are on April 3rd. April 4th will be the next round for CONCACAF Champions League. And then also on Wednesday, uh, FC Dallas hosted uh, Mexican side Pachuca. And for the teams from Mexico, I remember last week when I mentioned that the La Liga had that uh, break in action. I'm not La Liga. I'm sorry. Liga Mex had that break in action due to a referee strike. So you had a team, Pachuca, who's one of the teams, I believe they're in first place in, in Liga Mex, if I'm not mistaken. Well, anyway, if they're not, they're up at the top. Good, strong team coming into Dallas. Uh, and actually they had the lead in the first half. They had a goal there and then and then came back, and then Dallas had to come back from behind against a really tough uh, Pachuca team to make it uh, to tie it up. So we had Fra- uh, Franco Jara with a goal in the third minute. So that was just ominous. You're like, oh, my goodness, they're going to run away with this thing. But then in the 44th minute, Maxi Arruti, who's been on fire for the – for the uh, FC Dallas side. Uh, he had a goal there right before halftime to even it up, and sometimes that momentum carries over into the second half, and Kellen Acosta put in a goal in the 58th minute to put Dallas ahead 2-1. So great comeback with uh, FC Dallas, which will you know, we'll foreshadow here in a little bit when we talk about them again for their weekend of MLS action. So Good result there. Uh, you know, if I'm an FC Dallas fan and I'm sitting here looking at this score, I'm not – that's good. I would have loved to have seen a shutout, uh, two-nil shutout. Then, okay, you have a little bit of a buffer when you go back to uh, Veracruz to play at Pachuca. But as it stands, 2-1, good result there. And you have that one goal lead, and you're going to play some defense on this next tie. So get ready. It'll be a great match. I think both matches will be certainly worth watching, uh, those second legs. So I believe that is an April 4th match for FC Dallas, who's off this week. Uh, well, not this week, but the next Saturday they are off. So they'll have a little bit of rest there and some time to prepare for their next match against Pachuca. But let's segue now into MLS action. Uh, had some uh, full slate of games on Saturday. And if you were able to be around Facebook around, oh, 3 o'clock Central, you were able to watch Atlanta United and Chicago. And when I talked about the teams that got their brackets busted this weekend, Chicago is definitely one of them. Uh, Joseph Rodriguez, that guy is a stud, right? Two goals in the match against Chicago. Uh, Chicago didn't help themselves. He had an own goal, kind of a bad end you know it just it happens and then the defender gets sent off in the 11th minute on a i don't know if it was a it was a is johan kapilov had didn't it was a goal scoring deny denying uh 
foul, I guess, is what a denying of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. Joseph Rodriguez had it at his feet. I hate to see a red card flown so early in the match, but it's one of those, it's 50-50. You know, I know there's a lot of people complaining about it, and I, like I said, I don't like seeing red cards unless it's something egregious. And, you know, whether it was egregious and, and it really, he he was not going to score on that. He he'd kind of had a really bad touch, and then uh, when um, Kapalov uh, grabbed him or, or kind of shoved his shoulder and he went flying, he being Joseph Rodriguez, so ref pulled from the back pocket. So all of a sudden, you're down a goal off that own goal by Brandon Vincent. And you're playing at Atlanta with 55,000 crazy fans there. And you're up against a team that is red hot. Okay. And like I said, uh, they held on to the first half, only one one nil down. I thought, well, maybe they can get it together in the second half. And and I thought Chicago put together some decent runs there in the first half. I didn't think they were completely, you know, just playing defense and had 10 people back the whole time, even playing a man down. I thought they had some opportunities and and, and made some runs there to make it interesting. But as it stands, you know, too much. All he needs is a little bit of Joseph Martinez, and that guy's going to go off. And that he's he's going to be up for golden boot. If he keeps up this pace, uh, he had a, a goal in the 60th minute, and then another in the, or and another also in the 82nd. But then there was a goal by uh, Hector Villalba. Villalba, sorry, messed that name up. He had a goal in the 67th minute to put four on the board for Atlanta, four nil. Tough way to lose for Chicago going on the road. Reality coming back, and boys and let me tell you. Boys and girls, Atlanta United, and and one of my friends asked me, "Hey, what do you think about Atlanta United?" And I said, "They will at least, at the very least, compete for a playoff spot." And I'm sitting here thinking they're they're going to be up there with Red Bull, New York, NYCFC, uh, Toronto, maybe Orlando now of competing for the best in the East. Uh, they're they're look good. Joseph Rodriguez, that guy is a stud. My goodness, hey, I can't say enough good things about him. He Causes problems. He is so quick to the ball. Uh, you, if you're Atlanta United, you have to be loving what you're seeing from him right now. As for Chicago, you know, you take your lump. That's a tough game anyway. You're going on the road. Forget the fact they're an expansion team. Forget that. This is this is a good team. We, we can't get caught up in this other expansion team, so therefore we should win this match, we being Chicago. No, 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 no. You're playing Atlanta United. You better bring your A game, especially when you're on the road. They, I mean, they, in my opinion, probably should be undefeated right now. And, you know, they gave up a couple goals there uh, against Red Bull New York. But in my opinion, they're, they're, I think they're one of the best teams in the East, no question. So, I mean, you know, if they stay that way and continue this pace of putting these monster uh, numbers up on the board, you know, when you go to when you have to go to a somewhere like Toronto or NYCFC, RBNY, or go to Orlando, you know, we'll see if they can do it there. Uh, we'll see if they can do it there. But anyway, Atlanta next match is at Seattle, so we'll know pretty quick where they hang their hats on the 31st of March, and then on Saturday, April 1st, Chicago will be home against Montreal. That's another game. I think if you're a Chicago fan, you have to. I think you have to expect a result there. 
I don't think that's outside the realm of possibilities for getting a good result for the Chicago Fire. It's a home team, a team that I think you, you have to get a result against. No question. All right, we'll go around the horn, so to speak, and another team that got their bracket busted this weekend, Houston Dynamo, on the road at Portland Timbers. And boy, let me tell you, Portland Timbers are looking like a favorite in the West right now, aren't they? Um, you know, they're putting these big goals, big scores up against these teams that, you know, uh, Houston came in, you know, a good record, undefeated for the season. And reality kind of came back to Houston. Yeah, Houston had a great result against uh, Columbus last weekend. And I thought uh, at halftime, Houston was on their way to getting a good result here at Providence Park. Uh, first goal, uh, Portland puts in a goal, 11th minute on a PK. Diego Valeri puts it in, buries it. And another PK for Houston in the 38th minute with uh, Eric Cubo Torres, who's been playing very well this year. And then uh, Romel Quito came in and scored right before the halftime in stoppage time for Houston to put Houston up 2-1 going into the half. And then after halftime, 58th minute, Diego Valeri, game, another, another guy who's having a really good season, another name that you were going to get familiar with hearing from. Uh, he had a goal, 58th minute, and then David Guzman on the 66th minute, and then Fernando Adi with a goal in the 88th. Boy, I'm telling you, if you're a Portland fan, you've left, you have to love seeing these big numbers get put up by your offense. Um, you know, if you're someone who just loves to see the goals like me, uh, that's got to be good. That's got to be exciting. And, you know, uh, this is a tough match for Dynamo going on the road to Portland. Uh, very, very tough to go play. I don't care who you are. Go up there in Portland and play them. You know, catch them on a night game where everybody's had all day to get fired up for that match. And, you know, I mean, you can be uh, Real Madrid. That's still going to be a tough game to win, okay? So, you know, nothing to hang your hat in shame, hang your head in shame or anything for Dynamo. They did everything they – they could and may put themselves in a position. Just Portland had a little too much that day. And I think Portland's obviously looking like somebody that's uh, the favorites in the West. Uh, no no doubt about it. So that was another regional team. And then uh, then you have Sporting Kansas City at home against San Jose uh, on Saturday night. So I imagine all my friends out there that are sporting fans, they are excited about this guy getting a goal, Benny Phil Harbor. Goal in the 37th minute. And then another goal. It looks like there was, there was a lot of action until almost stoppage time there in the 88th minute or the 89th minute. Uh, David Bingham with an own goal, an own goal there uh, against uh, uh, San Jose. And then San Jose comes back, scores one uh, with Jeringworth uh, with a goal there in the 92nd minute. And that was really it. Um, you know, there would be, uh, you know, that's a good result there for uh, sporting at home, getting that result. That's a that's a game that you need a result in for sure. And then, you know, somebody that all my uh, sporting fans, sporting friends had an interesting observation that the U.S. national team didn't pick any of their players for their next call-up. That didn't settle well with my sporting friends. 
end, and I think maybe Ben Benny uh, wanted to enact a little revenge there and uh, get a little get a little uh, I don't know a revenge in a way get you know score that goal in the San Jose match. All right, so Sporting goes on to get the win, and then the other team in our region, like I mentioned earlier, I alluded to, was. Uh, FC Dallas had a match, home match against New England Revolution. Another team, another game where uh, FC Dallas had to come back from behind. New England goes up 1-0 on a uh, goal by a leading win in the 10th minute. So Dallas is down the whole first half. Halftime happens. They're still down 1-0. It did, it was the 71st minute before Dallas got back on the board. Maxi Yerudi, another name. I told you he's having a great start of the season. Had a brace, had a had a goal in the seventy first and a goal in the seventy second or seventy seventh minute for a brace. That means he had two goals. For those folks that don't know what that means, two goals there get the home win two one. Great win there for Dallas. Get that home win. Anytime you're at home, it's three points. That's all. That's the only thing you. That's the only result that matters. Three points at home. No question. Other matches around the league. NYCFC hosted Montreal to a 1-1 draw. I think probably NYCFC fans would probably have to be a little disappointed there, but that's okay. No caca, no problem for Orlando City, who is having a great start to the season. 2-1 over Philadelphia Union at home. Great result there. And then in the all-Canadian match, Vancouver hosting Toronto FC. Familiar scoreline here, 2-0 in favor of the visiting Toronto FC. Good result there for Toronto. And then we had a Real Salt Lake at home losing to LA Galaxy 2-1. That's Kurt Anolfo's first win of the season for the LA Galaxy. So 2-1 there for the Galaxy on the road. Uh, other action, uh, DC United loses at home to the Columbus Crew, who've had a pretty tough time this year. So now it's a one win, one loss, and one draw for the Columbus Crew. 2-0 is the final there. And then Minnesota United gets on the result board. Good for them. 2-2 on the road at Colorado. So Loons, you're, maybe this is the turning point. Two really major losses, and now a good draw on the road against a really good side. I mean, that's that's a good result. If I'm a Minnesota fan, I'm excited about that result. It is not a 6-0 loss, a 6-1 loss, 5-1 loss, and no. No, 2-2 draw on the road. And then the other max, the other, wow, the other action, Seattle hosting New York Red Bull tonight. I will not have that result before I post this podcast, but that will be a Great match. So good, give it a uh, good MLS action this weekend. And this, yeah, we're excited. It's, it's on. We're, you know, here in a minute, we're going to talk about USL opening weekend. Soccer is here, folks. I'm excited. But before we jump into that, we do have a couple of just local announcements here for the NPSLs. Uh, one, Item I missed with Tulsa Athletic. Jacob Rogers will be returning for Tulsa Athletic. He was a goalkeeper first two seasons. 
with uh, uh, well then Tulsa Athletics. He is here local. He is a uh, assistant coach, I believe, with uh, Tulsa Edison. So someone who's here, someone who's been with this club before, a veteran guy. So he'll bring that leadership to this club, and I know he will be excited as well as you know, Matt and the gang. They're excited to get him back on the team. And then one interesting tidbit here from the NPSL regional news, Joplin Demise are now considered Demise NPSL. So we had a rebranding. What does this mean? Well, home matches will now be played instead of all the matches in, in Joplin, okay? They're going to be played either in Branson, Springfield, and Joplin. So that means I hope Tulsa Athletic fans haven't uh, booked that hotel room just yet for the demise match because at this point, the way I'm reading this, that game could be in Branson, Joplin, or in Springfield. So it looks like years ago it was the Springfield demise and then it became the Joplin demise. Now it's just demise in PSL. So I guess this is a broader kind of representation of Southwest Missouri. You know, there's... Branson itself could probably be a team. Springfield did have a team in the Synergy last year. Springfield Synergy have more the USL, I'm sorry, the U23s of St. Louis FC. Now that team has moved back to St. Louis, and I believe it's on the Illinois side of St. Louis, if I'm not mistaken. So there's no Springfield Synergy. There's obviously a, a gap there that needs to be filled there, here it comes the demise in PSL to kind of fill this whole gap of Southwest Missouri. So there will be chances that you may not be in Joplin for those matches. Could be in Branson, could be in Springfield. So that is some uh, pretty big news there in this region of the NPSL. And now we will transition from NPSL, MLS, CONCACAF Champions League to USL and the matchup this weekend with Tulsa hosting Colorado Springs switchbacks. And on the phone, I have Roland Vargas, color voice for the uh, for the broadcast for the Colorado Springs switchbacks. Uh, Roland, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well, Roger. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing great, and and good to have you back on uh, the show again. And uh, uh, and. Boy, are you are you chopping at the bits like I am to get this season started? Absolutely. Well, first of all, I appreciate you having me back on. And yes, you're right. It's been uh, I don't know about you guys down there, but it's been a long preseason for us, and we're absolutely ready to get some uh, meaningful games out of the way here. Oh no, we're just kind of uh, you know we kind of got the team kind of thrown together pretty quick, late, just as per usual. And uh, it's it's good to see some of the guys. And we had a big result this weekend, three nil at St. Louis, and uh, how's the preseason uh, so far for you guys? It's gone very well for the switchbacks, back-to-back, uh, four nothing wins, uh, one of them against a, a local college here, the Colorado uh, School of Mines up in Denver, Colorado, mm-hmm. and then we played Harpo's FC, which is a uh, semi-pro team we faced off against in the uh, U.S. Open Cup before, and we just did that last night, Saturday night here in Colorado Springs at Widener Field, and the switchbacks uh, won that one again, four nothing. So they've been scoring some goals, and they're uh, looking pretty strong here going into the start of the regular season. Yeah, and, and that that's good. And Harpo's the team a lot of folks who follow the U.S. Open Cup are very familiar with. So that's a formidable opponent, and that's a good result there, getting four nil against those guys. And I know we have you talk about the 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 off season, and it's a long one, and. 
a lot of moving parts happen in the off season. And uh, just want to talk about just some of the folks that uh, that are no longer with the club and moved on. I know around here, Miguel Rodriguez is is one that's a, a big name that went to Oklahoma City. Uh, talk about some other folks uh, that that left the club and that will be uh, tough to fill those spots for. Well, there were a ton of uh, ton of losses, as you said, for the switchbacks, but they also did their best during the offseason to replace those guys, as you'd expect. A goalkeeper, one of the best goalkeepers in the USL, David Lagoric, ended up leaving the switchbacks, but the uh, switchbacks coaching staff, very confident who they've been able to bring in. They've uh, scoured the earth, literally. I mean, we've got a lot of new faces from a lot of new countries here at switchbacks practice and playing in these preseason games. Uh, as you mentioned, Miguel Gonzalez, that will be a loss as well. Mike Seth went over to Arizona. Mike mm-hmm. Seth, very good player, contributed a lot for the switchbacks last season. So there were a lot of players that went out, but there are a lot of new faces that came in that should uh, should be able to con- contribute early here in the uh, early go of the 2017 season, I think. Who are some of the names that, that you said coming to the team that we here in Tulsa need to be kind of looking out for? Well, Kavon Freighter's a name you've probably heard before, mm-hmm. USL fans. You guys know him, the Jamaican. He's a... Uh, uh, play, been playing in the strikers role a little bit for the switchbacks during the preseason. Shane Malcolm has also come in, as has uh, players like Eddie Prue. Um, so the switchbacks have a lot of uh, a lot of depth. They've added some depth in some positions. And when you talk to the coaching staff, they're genuinely excited and they're genuinely optimistic, thinking that they have a uh, a deeper talent pool to draw from this mm-hmm. season with the switchbacks as they had to last year. And of course. We talked about those good players they lost, but they're very happy with the players they brought in here. And we're we're starting to see those players gel. You can see that with the results here in preseason, the back-to-back 4 nothing. So we're starting to see those new players really gel in with the switchbacks kind of system here. It's been a long preseason, but we're finally starting to see the players really play together and get on the same page with their tactics, I think. Yeah, do you, do you think it'll be a Luthie between the posts this year or uh, or the new guy, uh, is it Poete? Is that how you say it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure who head coach Steve Tritchie will go with. The past uh, couple of uh, preseason games, he started with Dan Jackson in goal, mm-hmm. who uh, played locally here with the University of Denver, but he's made a change at halftime, so we're not sure. That's one of the positions we're not exactly, uh, I mean, we here in the local media are not exactly sure about going into the start of the season, but I'd say that the uh, the coaching staff knows exactly who they're going to play. As we've seen in our preseason games here with the switchbacks, there have been so many changes mm-hmm. throughout the lineups of these preseason games. It's been difficult to get an idea of who exactly will be the number one lineup going into that first game against you guys there in Tulsa, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see, honestly. Yeah, just based off of historically, what – what what kind of team are you expecting uh, Steve Turchu to put together uh, in this uh, 2017 version of the switchbacks? Well, I think once again for the switchbacks, everything will be based around a really strong defense. Uh, the switchbacks will use that as our foundation. They'll try to move mm-hmm. forward based on that. They're going to look for those shutout wins, especially up here playing to the altitude, using that to their advantage here at Widener mm-hmm. Field in Colorado Springs. So that's going to be very important for the switchbacks, as it always is. But as usual with Steve Turchu's uh, background being a defender himself, I think he's going to set the team up defensively, try to look to counterattack, and just really use that basis, that foundation of having a real strong defense to lead the switchbacks, at least in the beginning of this season, to get their feet get their feet under them and start mm-hmm. to learn some of their new players, especially some of those new names they have going forward. Yeah, and what's in, in watching this match uh, on Saturday, and from from where you're setting, what's that one thing that you'll be very interested in in watching uh, this match on Saturday? 
just to see how the uh, switchbacks step up to the different level of competition. I mean, it's no disrespect to any of the switchbacks as preseason opponents, but there have been a lot of local universities, colleges, and stuff like that, and we, the switchbacks just haven't faced off against that USL level of opposition. So I'm excited to see how they make that next step. The players, to a man, say that they're ready. They, they've tried. They've uh, spent an incredible amount of time trying hard on their fitness here during the off season. So mm-hmm. I'm just excited to see that step up, as I'm sure they are that step up to the actual, the regular season level, that regular season speed. So we've got a new, lot of new players, a lot of new faces around the field, and just really excited to see them step up and uh, really put it all together when these games really mean something here for points. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll kind of take a step back here and, and look back on 2016. Uh, obviously, a disappointed uh, exit in the semifinals against uh, the, the, the Whitecaps, too. But overall, how do you kind of assess the 2016 team and, and, and just how do you think the fans felt uh, with how they did last year? I think they were very happy. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, switchbacks were in such a strong position there heading into the final week of that regular season. So it was very disappointing to lose that game out in Orange County and lose the potential of having a higher seed and potentially hosting mm-hmm. some more home playoff games there at the end. And of course, it was a disappointing loss to Vancouver. That goes without saying. But I don't think, honestly, that takes away from all the success the Switchbacks had during the regular season. It was a very long regular season. The Switchbacks were dominant at home here in Colorado Springs. I mean, they really were fantastic up here at altitude. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they put together some strong road results as well. So I think it was a another strong showing from a, what was a very young team last year. Yeah, and, and something for the 2017 team. Uh, one of the teams that we're playing three times, uh, we being Tulsa, is the switchbacks, even though that was not exactly a team that I anticipated playing three times. Uh, do you think that that's going to add a little intrigue to this uh, Tulsa and uh, Colorado Springs uh, rivalry, if you will? I hope so, absolutely, yeah. As we know, last year, we I don't think we made that trip down to Tulsa, so it was just mm-hmm. uh, Colorado Springs switchbacks hosting the Roughnecks here in Colorado Springs. So definitely, as you said, having those three games and what with it being the first game of the regular season, hopefully as long as uh, everything goes well and it's a good competitive fixture in this in this first game, I'm really looking forward to that, as you said, sort of adding a little bit of spice and adding some intrigue to those games uh, a little bit later on in the season once we sort of know where each team stands. Yeah, it's, and it's probably good to come to Tulsa when it's 70 degrees instead of when it's 110. So you know, you, if you're anyone that, that's, uh, that's in this league, you want to go to Tulsa early. You don't want to get there in the middle of the summer. So uh, hopefully we'll have I some agree. good good weather for you. Now, are you uh, personally, are you getting to make the trip down to green country this weekend? Unfortunately not. No, I won't be traveling with the team down to uh, down to Tulsa, but I'll be uh, watching here along with a lot of other Switchbacks fans, so just eagerly, eagerly awaiting the uh, first game of the regular season, as I'm sure you guys are. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, after this uh, match, I guess, you, who do you guys have after uh, this week? We have our uh, home opener here in Colorado Springs against Oklahoma City Energy, so another wow. team from uh, Oklahoma and a uh, real big game for the Switchbacks here. We've uh, had some real tough contests with them in the past. So Wow, so you guys have a pretty tough start schedule, as as do we. We'll have Rio Grande, then uh, Sacramento coming to town, all three of those po- folks coming to town. So it doesn't get easy over on this side of the, of the mountain, so to speak, and uh, – but yeah, I'm very excited. I think this will be, you know, I think Tulsa's taking steps in the right way to uh, make a certainly be more competitive. So uh, I, I will be excited to see if this uh, rivalry has has some legs and 
in this uh, 2017 version of uh, of this series. Uh, Roland, uh, I know you've, you've done some blogging and, and are, obviously you'll be doing the broadcast for the uh, Colorado Springs Switchbacks, but uh, you have any websites or anything that you're, you're still, uh, that you're still working with or that you'd like to plug right now? Well, I appreciate that. As always, uh, people can check out news for the uh, the USL and the Switchbacks specifically on switchbacksfc.com. Some of my articles are up there. And uh, me personally, I'm at Roland Vargish on Twitter, and you can follow me if you'd like. And uh, be happy to watch the broadcast. As always, appreciate all the fans tuning in, especially when we have the uh, the good fans and the good banter turning in from Tulsa when they come up here to uh, Colorado Springs to visit. So I really appreciate you having me on. And, uh, yeah, I hope the fans can follow, and I hope the fans can enjoy the game on a Saturday because I personally think it's going to be a real exciting one down there in Tulsa. Oh, yeah, I think so too. I think it's going to be a great game, and we're all excited. We're just excited to see – soccer again at one oak field uh, it's been a long time we didn't get to host any uh preseason matches at one oak so i know the fans are which i think there are maybe some people already tailgating right now i don't know they're i know we have a bunch of fans that are jacked up for it but uh roland uh, i appreciate your time today always great insight i know you have your finger on the pulse of this uh of this league and of this uh, uh of the colorado spring switchbacks and before you get off here name me a surprise team in the west this year I think the Monarchs, uh, Monarch, Real Monarchs might surprise some people this year. They uh, had a bit of a down down year last year, but uh, I keep my eye on them and uh, look for them to maybe play some good soccer and have some good uh, good youth that might transition up to the MLS level there in Salt Lake. Yeah, and it seems like they, they picked up some USL veterans as well. I mean, you have Holness down and then uh, Haber coming in from uh, Whitecaps 2 and uh, mentor who is uh, who actually spent a little bit of time in Tulsa last year, came in from San- Sacramento, and they've they've put some results together in the preseason. And I'm with you. I think that that's going to be a surprise team and a team that you can't just overlook and assume that's going to be three points. I, I think they're going to be a team that's going to battle the whole way with you and and compete for the playoffs. So, all right, I'm glad that uh, somebody else has confirmed what <laughs> what I had thought as well. So it's good to hear. And uh, and again, Roland, thank you so much for your time today, and and best of luck this season. I'm sure you and I will will get in touch uh, later on down the season. Absolutely, thank you so much, Roger. Good luck to you and the fans down there in Tulsa. I appreciate your time, sir. All right, and special thanks to Roland Vargish there with his take. And now I have a, a guest on right now that is. We're going to talk a little Tulsa Roughnecks. He was at the St. Louis match on Saturday and here to give his insight. Uh, the He's a leader of the Union or Law Union 918 supporter group as well as the uh, Chelsea Blues, the Tulsa Blues, Tel- Tulsa Chelsea Blues group. And then we have Mario Solar on to talk with us today. Mario, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Thank you, Roger, for having me on. I really appreciate it. No it's problem. It's an honor to be on here. <laughs> well, hey, hey, the, I appreciate you coming on here and uh, talking, getting to talk a little shop, and I apologize for butchering the, the Chelsea Blues uh, 918 there. I, I, was, I was like, is it Chelsea? It's, it's Tulsa Blues. Is that right? Yeah, it's the Tulsa Blues. Yeah, I, I understand. You're an Arsenal fan. I, I understand. <laughs> hey, we're having we're having tough times <laughs> over here, man. It's uh. <laughs> I've 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 already said I may end up well I I've, I've already been thinking about this haven't said it yet but I may or may not I may bring the old finger out uh banner to the match on Saturday so I don't know just it'll you'll have to show up to see if I do it or not but yeah tough times no, oh no. go ahead No I was going to say no no problem I understand 
for me as a Chelsea fan, I, I want Wenger to stay for as long as possible, but that's, <laughs> that's me being biased. No, I understand. It's kind of like when uh, OU, when we were playing uh, Texas and they kept Mac Brown and I was like, yes, please keep Mac Brown. We're, we're winning when he's their coach, but yeah, uh, we'll go ahead and transition from uh, the sad news of Arsenal. We'll, we'll talk a little good news on the Tulsa side, which has been a long time since we've had some great news for Tulsa soccer on the Roughneck side. We'll get a big win at St. Louis, 3-0. Um, tell me, you were at the game. I, I was trying to stream it on a on a uh, uh, my parents. I was at my parents' house this weekend, and their internet was terrible, so I was trying to get some updates. But tell me a little bit about what you saw there and 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 um and get your take on that match oh no um, from the game it was it was amazing as a Tulsa Ruffner fan that's been with the team since the beginning they um they were really controlling the game mm -hmm. um before the game we all hanged out at the tailgate um you know to be honest and you'd be shocked but the same amount of people that were like at the TU game felt like the same way as it was at St. Louis. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I was expecting more people out there, but when the game started, it was starting to pile up mm -hmm. of more St. Louis fans. But, um, and the beginning of the first 10 minutes, I was a little bit, a little bit worried. I was thinking, oh no, deja vu again. No, sure. please. Cause they were attacking us and we were heading to their uh, box a couple times as well. But, um, in the beginning, it kind of got a little bit tense. A couple fouls, a couple red, uh, yellow cards got mm -hmm. given out. Um, but after that, I want to say the 20th or the 21st minute. Mm -hmm. um, and prior to that as well, um, Ian's been been reaching the box and getting a couple balls passed to him. But um, he actually got one nice, and he had two defenders on him, and he basically juked both of them and kicked with his left into the right-hand side of the goalkeeper, left-hand side of the goalkeeper, uh -huh. and just nailed it in. Wow, so he had a little uh, bit of a skill I mean, there to, to stop. He's six foot six, so for Inns Von Tessen to stop his whole body movement and then juke back to the left and hit it with his – or juke back to the right, hit it with his left and send it to the left side of the goalkeeper, that's that's pretty amazing stuff. There. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we, we it was us five. It was me, Ricky, Joshua, and a couple other people. We were we were just having a party there. It was just us, Tulsa, <laughs> Tulsa boys. Yeah, almost getting kicked out of the game, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they don't they frown down on uh, beer showers at St. Louis University, don't they? No, they kind of frown upon it. We can't be having beer showers. We, we try to tell them that's what we do in Tulsa. <laughs> I guess they don't do that in St. Louis. And probably Ricky's uh, big red beard probably didn't help the situation either, right? No, no. Talking to the cops when you're a little bit inebriated, <laughs> it's not. It's frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Von Tessen had that shot, and then and I think it looked like um, maybe possession went back towards St. Louis as they tried to be more attack minding. Correct. They tried to, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that for the past three years, our defense has been a little bit shaky. But, mm -hmm. I mean, when I saw us having nine players behind the ball in the box, I was like, oh, my God, is this Chelsea <laughs> parking <laughs> the bus? And I was I was super surprised. Our defense, Jorge Corrales, mm. I mean, I right now, I'm a big defender fan. Mm -hmm. He played amazing. Him, 
Um, uh, I hate to butcher his name, uh, Kumazura or okay, oh, uh, um, uh, Kosuke Kimura. Kosuke, yeah, he was playing great. Um, I mean, everybody was chipping in and were playing defensively. Even Kafa, um, everybody was just doing an amazing job at defense, and we got a lot of balls kicked out of our box and. It was a very good defensive team that we had, and it looks like Jadama also. Surprised. It looks like Jadama also had a pretty good game uh, at center back. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, in the thirtieth minute, I think it was like twenty ninth or thirtieth minute. Mm-hmm. Um, the ball was in the section. I think Kafa tried to pass it in, and it got reflected out. Mm-hmm. And Jorge Corrales, um, he literally he ran up to the ball, and I thought he was going to just play it off to the side. He kicked this shot from I want to say it's forty feet away from the uh, from the goal. Yeah, I think it said forty yards on that. Yeah, and he kicked it, and I thought, oh my god, it's gonna go out of bounds. It went right to the goal. It hit the top, like the bottom part of the goal, ricocheted down, and the goalie tipped it in. And uh, we, I was like, oh man, we we are winning. Two to zero, and that wonder shot. I, I was like, "Am I dreaming? <laughs> is, is, this, is this high point beard getting to me? <laughs> are you are you hallucinating over here? What the heck was that?" And everyone told. I did it. Did it? Was it like just in comparison? You know, we had the Martinez's shot last year, and then he had Eli's in the 2015. I think it was against um, the Monarchs. Uh, was it mm-hmm. up there with that those kind of goals, or was it maybe even better than those two? It it was better because it was unexpected for mm-hmm. me. I remember when we saw Eli score that first goal when he did that rocket shot from outside the box. Mm-hmm. It was it was something like that, but I I don't think the goalie was expecting it. I think he thought it was going to go out of bounds. Mm-hmm. He jumped in the ending and it just hit the bottom of the crossbar and just went in, and I was like, wow. Yeah, that's our that's our that defender. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess he's more of a mid. Right. He's kind of a holding midfielder. He really doesn't come up that often and do that. So that was no, no, he doesn't. He normally stays on that side and he plays. But it was a great goal. Um, after that, um, um, St. Louis tried to try to kept on pressuring our defense, but mm-hmm. our defense did great. I mean. I know um, Dafa was doing good in the midfield, and he mm-hmm. he had run of the midfield all day. Mm-hmm. Um, there really wasn't pressuring him too much. Um, does it does it seem like to I, you I, just I, from you you may know more you know probably more about this than I do, but from a tactical standpoint, does it look like Kafa is just mostly he's kind of playing that point guard? And he he pretty much has carte blanche to do whatever he wants as far as he's as long as he's in position. Do you feel like that that's kind of exactly. his? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. He he literally anytime he can get the ball, he was basically controlling the midfield. Mm-hmm. Him, Joaquin Rivas was playing really well. Yep. Um, they were both just controlling. Joaquin Rivas, I, I think one of these games he's gonna score multiple goals, but mm-hmm. it's just preseason. It's <laughs> he, he's got he's got to get 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 familiar with uh, who's who he's crossing into and and kind of get familiar with. Kafa coming across, across, coming through the middle, and you have Svantesen or whomever maybe at that point, uh, you know, just getting, mm-hmm. getting familiar. I mean, if you cross it within 
I don't know, uh, within a county of Spawn and I'm pretty sure he's going to get ahead on it because he sits, he's so big, you know. Oh. Um, so I'm sure he's going to rack up some assists there for sure. I mean, he's got that first quick touch or good first touch, I oh. guess is what I'll call it. And, and he can get behind the defense pretty quickly if, if they're not playing him very tight. And yeah, I've, I've heard, I was talking to, um, uh, well, I just went blank there. Um, Phil Grooms, I was talking, thank you. I, was, I just went blank there. Phil Grooms. And he was saying that Revis looked really good as well. So that's all good news. All these guys that are attack-minded up front are um, doing very, very well. And and then, then yeah, the third goal was uh, – that was Kaffa. He had the third goal, correct? Yes. Um, Ian slotted it in. Um, I think he crossed it in, and it just kind of landed right in front of Kaffa, and Kaffa just filled into the net. And that was, that was a great goal. He – kind of gave us a little fist bump and nice. Yeah. Everybody was just super surprised. Kafa played a great game Him and uh, Khalees three and also Colin Fernandez. They mm-hmm. both, all of them were the game chances, but that goal was beautiful. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I dread that I was not, that would have been worth driving six hours to see the uh, Corrales goal for sure. That was, and then to see that result, I, I almost feel like I shouldn't travel because I was such bad luck last year for our away games that yeah, maybe I should stay home and let you guys go and have a good time and, and win matches for me while I'm not there, you know. But, well, good stuff. Now, how oh. did – oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, one of the um, St. Louis supporters actually asked me, so where's the banana suit guy? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, he's he's not here to make it this time, but – uh, I'll try to get somebody next time. Yeah, man, I don't know if that banana suit. It might, it's. I think Jacob may have uh, threw gasoline on it because it was so sweaty <laughs> and yeah, and it probably had booze all over it. So yeah, it probably needed to be in a dumpster or probably needs to be caught on fire, one of the two. But you don't know. Who knows? Maybe the banana suits will make an appearance this year uh, for our matches. Uh, I imagine if uh, a bunch of results get strung together, if uh, Tulsa plays the way they did on Saturday, you know, folks will start showing back up again. So you never know what kind of characters will, will emerge from uh, this new group of fans that may start showing up for these matches, but we'll go ahead. And uh, so three nil was the final. Um, You guys uh, outside of uh, um, unintended incidents with uh, campus police, uh, it sounds like everything, everybody came out unscathed and I know the Luligans, they all, we all get along pretty well with the supporter group in uh, St. Louis. So I know you guys all had pretty good time. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, right? Oh yes, we did. They treated us great. They were great hosts. I mean, they gave us a couple beers and stuff like that. Um, sure. We talked about soccer. We talked about the Eastern conference and just good old memories and, even got to talk to my buddy Matthew Bird. He's a good guy with the St. Luligans. And also yep. got to talk to um, Brad from This Is Silly with the Luligans. And mm-hmm. It was a good time up there with them. Oh, good. Well, great results. And then we'll from there, we'll go ahead and segue, since you said Eastern Conference, and we'll, we'll talk about the games coming up this week, USL, opening weekend. I'm excited. Mario's excited. Everybody's excited. If you're a fan of USL, it is finally here, right? It's happening. It's time. So if you will humor me, Mario, and we'll go through these matches and 
give me your take on it. And, and you, maybe if you have a prediction, a score or, you know, whatever, we'll look back at it next week and laugh at ourselves. How's that sound? Sounds good with me. Sounds good with me. (laughs) Nothing like being humbled, right? Um, Oh. Every day of my life it happens, right? (laughs) Yeah. I'll try not to be too biased, but it's impossible. We're talking about the Roughnecks. Oh, sure. That's okay. (laughs) That's all right, man. That's that's what I want. I want the... I want the full biased opinions, man. I, I want it all. So we'll go ahead and start in the Eastern Conference and talk about the Luligans. I know they were, I think, was it three or four busloads that they're sending up to Louisville this weekend? Did you remember what – did they tell you that? I I know for sure it's three busfuls. Uh-huh. I know they were trying to work on a fourth one. I know there's going to be a, a a bunch of people driving over there as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So you know they're going to be oh, go they're going to be ready and ready to get up for this match, even though it's it's kind of an early game. It's a this will be a one p.m. Central Time kickoff, so I believe that would be a twelve noon uh, kickoff in in uh, Louisville, and that is St. Louis and Louisville. Do you have any predictions for that match? Or uh, I think you know Louisville is one of these teams that you know, I think they're one of the favorites in the East. Uh, you know, a lot of people were very high on them. I know they had a lot of turnover in the off season, of course. St. Louis is kind of St. Louis 2.0 with uh, Precky at the helm. What do you think about this match? Um, I have actually am interested. Actually, I'm going to stay home and watch this game because okay. that's really – I want to see – this is, for me, the battle of second place oh, wow. for the Eastern Conference. Um, I really um, – I know Louisville has a lot of turnover thanks to Cincinnati, but um, – <laughs> uh, <laughs> St. Louis is actually playing pretty good. Um, they they were really and really good in the ending of the game with us with, with the Tulsa St. Louis match with mm-hmm. Belgard. Um But unfortunately, I have to. It's hard for me. I want to say it's a two to one Louisville. Yeah. But I want to say St. Louis ties it up two and two in the ending. So my prediction would be two two. Um, Two-two match. Two-two draw. Okay. All right. I like that. Uh, I'll probably uh, give Louisville the nod here. Louisville's tend to – they've tended to own that uh, that series, so to speak. And being early in the season, Louisville, I just I, – I think that they're going to win that match. I'd, I'd give it a 2-1, 2-1 victory there to Louisville. So if it's a 2-2 draw, I know the St. Luligans, all those guys will be excited to get that result on the road. No question. And then the oh. next match up, there's th- three matches going on kind of at the same time. Um, Los Dos hosting the Whitecaps. Two, uh, Los Dos, you know, it. They a lot of their guys are up playing for the first team. I think Diop was uh, playing this weekend for the Los Dos, but he was playing also for the first team. Uh, Jack McBean, Ari Lassiter, Villarreal brothers had, had some action with the first team. And then you have the Whitecaps, which the Whitecaps, too, a lot of their players aren't there anymore. They've, they've kind of gone academy route. Uh, but, you know, they're a team that a lot of people have picked to contend and make the playoffs. So what do you make of this match, Mario? I would give it to L.A. Mm-hmm. L.A. always has great academy. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Diop is a great goalie. I remember when he played against us, and sure. he, he did great. As much banter as we gave him, he, he was <laughs> – Stone Cold, <laughs> yep. but um, I I want to say a two to zero LA win. Okay, very good. 
I'm going to go with the old 1-1 draw. I don't know. This game, to me, kind of looks like a draw for some reason. It's two teams, I think, pretty evenly matched. Um, you could, uh, you know, L.A., it's always like the next man up for them. They always have a, a slew of – or not really a slew, but just a brevy of talent and to pick from there in Southern California. So we'll see. Uh, next matchup is uh, the New York Red Bulls defending USL champions on the road at Pittsburgh. And I had Mike Sparks on last week to talk about – the demises and the, uh, the I guess, the trials and tribulations of Pittsburgh Riverhounds and, and their tough start of the season. Uh, this thing, uh, I don't know, I, this looks like to me uh, New York Red Bull, tough team, great team. I, I think they're going to come away here in a victory, like a 3-1 type victory in Pittsburgh. What do you think? I, um, I have a similar score, but Red Bulls, they – they did great against Pittsburgh. I mean, was it Pittsburgh? Oh, oh. no, no, no. It was um, the Unions. Oh, Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Union. <clears throat> Bethlehem, there you go. They beat them 2-1, to one, I think it was yesterday. And I want to say um, New York wins 3-0, to zero, okay. hands down. Okay. They're defending champions for a reason. Yeah, and I, and I have them picked on my USL fantasy team, by the way. Just a heads up. Uh, another team I have on my fantasy team, uh, the Richmond Kickers. Uh, will be home against the Harrisburg City Islanders. Uh, this could be a good match. This is a one team, Richmond, coming in that made the playoffs. It seems like you can always pencil them into the playoffs. Harrisburg a little bit, you know, out, finished outside the playoffs. But uh, here they are. These are two old firm teams going up against each other. What do you think in this one? I um, give it to experience. Richmond kickers always, um, they always are doing great. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if Richmond's still connected with DC United anymore. I'm not sure about that, but they always have great academy players, and their their team is just great. I want to give it to Richmond Kickers two to zero. Two zero. That sounds good to me. I'll go one yeah. nil, one nil with Richmond Kickers. And in the next set of matches, the uh, six o'clock Central matchup, and here's a good one: Cincinnati at Charleston Battery, making the trip down to Charleston. What do you? Who do you have in this one? Uh, it's my upset of the of the week, and I'm going to have some Cincinnati fans mad at me. <laughs> but um, I like those new two Cuban players that are going to Charleston, mm. and so I'm going to give it two to zero Charleston Battery. All right, I like that. I'm going to go with a one-one draw on the road with Cincinnati and Charleston. And Charleston's a team playoff team. You know, so this isn't a team you can just look at and go, yeah, we're going to get a result there at Charleston. And like I said, they have a couple of uh, uh, guys from Cuba that have come up and started playing with them that a lot of people are very high on. Uh, so, yeah, they may be a team that gets up there and competes that people weren't expecting. So there you go. Good upset special there. Uh, another team, oh, yeah. uh, ta- this is the Florida battle here, two rivals here, the old Tampa Bay Rowdies making their USL debut against Orlando City B. What do you think, man? Oh man, this is this is a match. I remember watching Tampa Bay when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I mean they've changed over the years. But I mean, that Joe Cole, they have mm-hmm. so many great players in Tampa. I I gotta give it to Tampa Bay. It's uh it's gonna be a tough match. The fans are gonna love it, but I'm gonna say it's a one zero Tampa Bay Rowdies. Just one of those ugly one zero matches, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a battle. Yeah, I, I think that they will be the favorites in this, no question. I want to give them another go. I'll go to zero, Tampa Bay. All right, and then we'll wait till we're gonna put the 
Tulsa game on on ice real quick, and we'll go to that very end. We'll go with Swope Park hosting Oklahoma City. Two tough match, two tough teams, playoff teams from last year. Swope Park represented the West in the playoffs in the championship game last year. What do you think of this one? Uh, I want I want to Park Rangers to win, mm-hmm. but oh god, I'm gonna bother when I say this, but it's two to zero. Uh, <coughs> Oklahoma City Energy. Um, I just don't see. I I, I see Koenig scoring really goals. Mm-hmm. I really like that pickup of the defender that they have. Um, Oklahoma City Dixon. Mm-hmm. He's been lighting it up for Oklahoma City in the preseason and. I think he scores a goal as well. So I want to say 2-0 energy. Yep. I'm going to go 1-1 draw. But this will be a match right here. If you're Swope Park or Oklahoma City, you look back at the end of the season, if you're right there on the cusp of uh, hosting a game in the playoffs and, and, you, and you didn't get it, you know, or Swope Park or, or whoever, if you end up maybe not making the playoffs, you look back, go, this might have been one of the matches that – you know, turn you know that, that your season starts on, and and both teams I think have a lot of pressure to get out there, start hot out the gate, and get a result here against a, another playoff team. But I'm gonna go one one draw here, <clears throat> and then we'll go move on to this really interesting match, Toronto FC two at Phoenix Rising. Would you care to guess at what score is gonna be on this one? Oh man, I'm actually gonna be disappointed from this match because. I'm a big, big, big Sean Wrightfields fan, uh-huh. but um, I Toronto always has a good academy. They have a good, good player, so I'm going to say it's going to be a zero-zero match. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, nil-nil, good old-fashioned nil-nil draw to start the season, huh? For Phoenix yeah. Rising, I know there's a lot of folks who think Phoenix Rising uh, is going to make the jump to get to the playoffs. They, you know. Um, they made the Omar Bravo in, in the off season, and then you had um, uh, Wright Phillips. Uh, not, I, I went blank on his first name, but <laughs> Wright Phillips. Uh, Phillips yeah. Not Bradley, but the other one. Um, who, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I, I'll go with uh, Phoenix Rising. Um, nah, you know what? I'm gonna go one-one draw. That's it. They're gonna get a draw. You're going to get a point out of it. Yeah. Uh, we have the next match, Reno hosting, making their USL debut against Orange County SC. No longer the Blues, SC, OCSC. Well, i tell you what, what I, that's going to be a good one, isn't it? I, I, this is going to be a match to watch, mm-hmm. and I, I, I am excited to see how Reno does, mm-hmm. but I – I like experience over youthfulness. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, I, I, a lot of people don't look at OC, and everybody forgets last year they actually did really good. Um, yeah, knocked off uh, Sacramento be, in the playoffs, didn't they? Correct. And I, I give this to OC. I, I hope OC actually they're my sleeper pick for this year. Mm. I actually see them doing high. I would have placed them fifth on my on my ranking for the end of the year, but um, I I see a 1-0 OC win. Nice. Okay. I, I don't think anyone will doubt that. OCSC had a good preseason, and everything I've heard from them is their defense is pretty solid, and it seems like they've added some pieces. They're one of these teams that went through the rebrand again uh, from OC Blues mm-hmm. to OCSC. 
I'm going to go ahead and, man, that's a good scoreline, Mario. Um, I'm going to go with Reno getting the home win in front of their home crowd, in front of their home debut. I'm going to go 3-2. I'm gonna. This will just be a score fest. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Reno can score some goals. You know, OC, I think they can if they have to. So it'll be. I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a fun one to watch for sure. And then let's go ahead and move right. on to. We'll stay on the West Coast here. Salt Lake City at Portland. We have kind of a boring two two versus two team, right? Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to want to get a score here? I I'm gonna give this a one one zero. I mean a one one tie. <laughs> one one zero. Um, sorry. <laughs> one one zero. Yeah. Wrong sport, Mario. <laughs> yeah, that's all good. Um, but I give Portland. Um, Portland great academy, Salt Lake as well. Um, mm-hmm. I I still don't see. Every time I see them play each other, it's it's the beginning of the season. I know everybody's gonna be having that whole pressure of beginning. Mm-hmm. But I just still see a one one. Give me a one 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 draw. I'll give it. Yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give Saint. Or I'm sorry. Wow. I'm gonna give Salt Lake City the victory here. I'm gonna go two one oh. on the road. Yeah, at Portland. I'm gonna. I'm high on Salt Lake City. They they added some pieces. It seemed like they're they're taking a page out of the book from what Swope Park Rangers did last year, where they get these kind of veteran guys and they mix them up with their academy guys, and they have a whole bunch of uh, USL veterans that are on their team now. So I, I'll be interested to see how that works out. You have like um, uh, Habers, at the, the, the striker there. He was playing at uh, Whitecaps two last year. Um, you had a mentor. Remember him? He was here for a couple of games in Tulsa. He's from uh, Sacramento. So some of these guys, there's add some pieces. You know, it's more like they're trying to, uh, I guess, make the approach of we're going to be a competitive USL team and we're going to get guys that have played in the USL over to get some experience and compete at that level. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, their team, I thought, did a little bit better than they did the year before. So they, I think they're trending upwards as far as I'm concerned. So we'll see if they start out the season and see if I'm right or completely dead wrong. Who knows? Probably more wrong than right, but we'll see. And then we have on mm-hmm. Sunday, uh, 4 o'clock Central, 2 o'clock local time, Sacramento at Seattle Sounders 2. Do you think Sacramento starts out hot, or do you think they stub their toe here? We forgot to say the Sammy Ochoa. Ooh, uh, yes. Seattle killing Sammy Ochoa. <laughs> yep. He has a great record against Seattle. Mm. He probably is going to wear a green shirt under his jersey <laughs> like he normally did with us. And I see this as a blowout, 4-0 Sacramento. Wow. That would and, be a and, and massive. I, I, I both. A bold prediction. Sammy scores two goals in the game. Gets the brace. Okay. I, I don't I, I don't care if Sammy's in the middle of a slump. If there's if you have Seattle on the schedule, put Sammy Ochoa in the lineup. You will not be disappointed. That guy did so much for us against Seattle. I I think Seattle's probably tired of seeing him, to be honest. Uh four nil, I like that. I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with a three one score line. Uh but I do like your score line four nil. That's I mean they're they have a chance to put some goals on poor Seattle there. And then the other match here in the West, we have San Antonio at Rio Grande Valley. Rio Grande Valley finally opening that stadium down there through the Heb Park, H-E-B Park. And uh, I know those folks are excited about it. 
Do you think Rio Grande gets the home victory here? Oh, man. I After watching that the San Antonio Tulsa match, mm-hmm. try to kind of watch it at least. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it feels cards, hard. But, um, <laughs> yep. Yellow card, yellow card. <laughs> oh, man. RV, RGV, they're a surprise. Last year, they kind of started off, you know, they played us in the beginning of the year, and they mm-hmm. weren't the same team. As they were in the last game, mm-hmm. but um, I I don't see San Antonio stopping right now. Castillo's playing great. Mm-hmm. Especially he starts getting red cards some more. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, then that guy that played for Rayo last year, I forget his name. Um, oh, uh, um, uh, Forbes, Billy Forbes. Forbes, he's amazing. I think he could have probably scored four goals on us if we're gonna have Briars playing as goalie. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, I want to say, uh, yeah, I'm not just saying this because Pitch Black gives the Roughnecks a good ending of the year standing, sure. but I I want to give it to them. It's going to be two, uh, say two zero, San, uh, San Antonio. Okay, San Antonio on the road taking the win, right? Okay. San Antonio had a hard time with Rio Grande Valley last year. Um, they, they seemed like they... I don't think they even got a, a win against them all year, if I'm thinking correctly. I may be wrong. Somebody's going to correct me. I'm going to I'm going to Google this up afterwards. Be like, oh, I was dead wrong. Um, I think Rio Grande will be excited to open up that new stadium in front of their fans, get a good sellout for that first match, get a folks there watching some soccer. I'm going to go ahead and predict Rio Grande Valley with the win in a stoppage time goal, one nil. Rio Grande Valley. No, oh, I like that. I yeah. Like that. I, mean, I, I want to see some drama. I want if, if someone loses this weekend, I want to see them lose in the 90th minute. I don't want, you know, I want the I want the good drama. I want the awesome or just uh, wonder goals, you know, the ones that's like, oh, wait, we didn't, we weren't, we weren't ready to defend that 40-yard blast from outside the box. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, the game I have not discussed yet. Tulsa home against Colorado Springs switchbacks. What do you make of this matchup, Mario? Oh man, I'm, okay. I lied. I am going to be biased, and I'm going to predict something that people are going to be like, "Wow, why?" But um, <laughs> a three-zero Tulsa Roughnecks statement game. Woo! From the beginning, three-zero. I our midfield, our defense, our offense. Coach Vadral. He made a squad. We, I, I say now we're Tulsa playoff down. Mm-hmm. Uh, our defense is rock solid. I mean, um, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to say right now, it, we are going to win 3-0. to zero. I see Pasha scoring a goal. I see Elon scoring a goal. I even see Tafa scoring a goal. Mm. And... The union is going to be partying all day. We're going to be having drums <laughs> out there, and we are going to be we're going to be a lot drunk than we were in St. Louis. So a three-zero. I know um, switchback. They got a couple of new um, Cameroon playing players and mm-hmm. uh, goalkeeper, and also uh, defender. But uh, welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the USL. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. That would be a statement victory. For sure. And I'm going to go ahead and abstain from giving a prediction. Just 
Uh, I know. I know. You're like, what the heck, Roger? So that's why I wanted to bring you on so you can give a prediction of this match. And I will simply, since I covered the team, I will not give a prediction for this match. But I will say this. Uh, Tulsa is looking good. Uh, obviously had a great preseason and Colorado Springs, you know, they, I believe they played a few local college teams and, and got some results there. I expect Colorado Springs to be right in the playoff hunt uh, from, yeah, you know, and, and this will be, this will, like you said, this has to be a statement match for Tulsa because it will be a, you know, this, the season starts out very, very tough. And if you get behind yeah. this early and then, oh, wait, you got Rio Grande coming to town. And, oh, wait, you've got Sacramento coming to town. Uh, you know, it doesn't get easier from here. So this is a match you have to jump on if you're Tulsa. You have to make – or you have to – you can you not concede early goals. You have to make sure to match any counterattacks that that Colorado Springs has in, under their, in their belt, so to speak. And, yeah, if you're – I think if you're a Tulsa fan, you want three points here if you can. Uh, you know, getting a draw here is not going to be the end of the world, but I think Tulsa, you have to look at this and go, okay, we have to make the statement here. We have to get three points. Let's get the win. Let's play for the win. Don't play for the draw. I don't anticipate Coach Valdural and company to play for the draw. I expect them to come out swinging from the beginning. So good stuff there. Yeah. Mario, before I, before I get off here, I want you to talk about uh, Law Union 918 and all the festivities that you guys have planned along with the Roustabouts uh, this weekend for the match. Oh, pregame, every time, right in front of the stadium. Um, the Roustabouts and Law Union, we always tailgate. Either we have little barbecues or we're, we're playing over there. Um, I know my kids are going to be out there in the bounce house, a little bounce, little castle. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of activities, a lot of food, a lot of great people. Um, just everybody socializing, just come out and have fun because this season I feel like everybody's just going to have a great time, especially sure. a winning season. Mm-hmm. And um, just come out. Um, La Union's going to be in our section in the Budweiser Terrace behind one side of the goal, and the Rossabots are going to be at the – at their newly formed rigged area mm-hmm. and um just come out and enjoy it um we're gonna be chanting we're gonna be singing we're gonna be blowing out some smoke bombs before <laughs> the game during the game and hopefully after the game sure, sure and um just come out and meet us um i know roger you're gonna be there mm-hmm. come meet roger great guy um come meet me um we're going to be, like I said, we're just going to be probably kicking the soccer ball around, drinking a couple of beers, sure. socializing. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, man, if you want to, go ahead in, in Espanol if you'd like. Oh, okay. I'll say in Spanish. Mira, um, para toda la gente que quieren, vente con nosotros, vente con los Rossabouts. Vamos a tener buen tiempo. Venga, vamos Tulsa. Somos Rossnecks. Um, búscame en Facebook and Twitter, donde sea. Um, También hablé con los Rostabouts, son buena gente. Este temporada va a estar muy bien y muy... Vamos a tener mucho buen tiempo. So venga, vamos todos, vamos Rostabouts y que lo pasen bien. All right. Thank you very much, Mario. And and the, and the Telgate, when you guys are getting out there and getting started? 
Oh, we we should probably be there between five or six o'clock before the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna meet up. Um, always just go by um, the ticket office. Get um, telling me you want to sit with the roster bots. You want to sit with the reunion. Um, I'm gonna try to have some chants, um, translated chants, sheets, so people can read them. We'll have some scars to sell. We have a reunion, and I know the roster bots are selling theirs, mm-hmm. and the a beautiful brand new scars that they have. So come check them out, come enjoy, and um, go Roughnecks. All right, Mario Solar, a leader of the Law Union 918, Chelsea Blues of Tulsa. Mario, thank you so much for your insight and for your time, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll see you on Saturday. No problem, man. Take care. All right, folks, that will wrap this show up for this week. Special thanks to Mario Solar and Roland Vargas for their great input and insight. I also want to thank Beer Garden Wine and Spirits. And as a reminder, we are on the Beautiful Game Network, bgn.fm. You can subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Please subscribe and comment. It's how I know we're doing the right thing, and this is how I can communicate with my listeners and know what kind of content you are interested in. So this will help continue to grow and continue to add that awesome content to this podcast. I will also be at the Tulsa and Colorado Springs match. Come by, say hi, let's talk soccer. Love to hear from you. I'll be at the Law Union slash Roustabout tailgate beforehand. Weather permitting, I'll have my sons out, guns out, tank top, very famous tank top. And I might have a Vanger out banner. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. May bring it with me. Anyways, have a great week. God bless you. And I'll talk to you next Monday.